Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Clearing the Crease podcast powered by Bodog.eu. I'm James Sabalski. He is Kami, Mike Commodore. He is the Razor, Andrew Raycroft. And we've got a special guest coming up on the show. Lots to get to, but how about this? Over 1,200 NHL games played in his NHL career. Over 700 points. 1,800 pims. Talk about thugging it up. Scotty Hartnell in the house, and he's all clean-shaven now. And Scotty, man, thanks so much for doing this. I mean, now we have another Sasky boy here on the show here this week. But uh, before we go anywhere, I, I got to get – man, you have so many great defining moments, one of the great personalities of the last 25 years in the NHL. But, man, as soon as I hear your name, the first thing that comes to mind – I hope you're okay with this. Suck it, enough. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a Maple Leaf fan or a Senators fan, Senator fans loved it. Maple Leaf fans did not, and uh, it was it was it just it came was out amazing. right. Amazing! It was it, amazing, and I it liked just, it. Just came out right, and then uh, we were playing Toronto like probably like a week later in yeah. regular season, and and Dion was like playing a little ornery, right? And I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong with you, enough? I'm like, oh, you mad? I made fun of you on national TV, and then he goes. He goes, how was your first all-star game there, kid? I was like, ah, okay, good good one. You <laughs> Dion does have a big mouth. There's no doubt about that. He's not scared to yap. Uh, Hearts, I just want to bring, I was going through your career. I try and do it before we bring anybody on. Uh, played a year in Lloyd there. I missed you by a year with PA. Drafted sixth overall, then straight to the NHL. Not one game in the jungle, which nope. is very impressive. Not very many people do that. Uh, just speak like, I know it's a long time ago, but just speak to like that transition coming in at 18 years old, straight to Nashville. How was that? Like what, what sticks out to you as far as maybe being difficult? Was it as hard as I think it would be? Well, some, uh, Tom Fitzgerald, he was my first captain there in Nashville and, you know, kind of halfway through the, through the year, they're calling me the silver spoon, right? You know, just kind of baby fed. Oh, we'll, we'll bring them along. You know, you didn't have to pay your dues like we did in the minors and, <laughs> And, uh, you know, now there's obviously, you know, the talent that's coming out of these junior ranks in college, like a lot of some kids aren't even playing a, a minute in, in the jungle as well. Right. But uh, I was always a bigger kid growing up. I was always, you know, kind of, I guess, better than everyone my age. I was playing junior A, like you said, when I was 15, you know, playing against 20 year olds. And, uh, you know, that wasn't an easy league to play in, too. You're fighting. You had to hold your own. And, you know, you move away at 16. You kind of you become a man right before you really are a man. And, and, you know, it, it happens so fast and, you know, now I'm what five, six years retired now, but you know, I just, you know, you respected the veterans, all that kind of stuff. But I was, you know, when I went in my first camp, I'm like, I, I want to stay here. Like, this is awesome. Nashville, the big yeah. city lights, the honky tonkin. I'm like, this is, this is for me. Right. And, and, uh, after that ninth game, you know, I got the call from David Poyle and, you know, the, you know, nowadays they have them on, you know, camera like we're doing now and you get the phone call from the GM, but it was, uh, it was, he called my room at the Hampton Inn there right beside the practice rink in Nashville. And he goes, yeah, uh, might as well go look for an apartment now, kid. You're, you're, you're playing uh, staying for the year. And you know, it, uh, it was, you know, such a cool call, right? I call my parents, oh, you yeah. know, uh, you know, they're over the moon happy, called my few buddies from PA, my few buddies back home. And, uh, you know, and yeah, then I played what, 17 years later and oh, 1,249 games and, uh, no championships, but, uh, it was just a, a heck of a run. That's for sure. Did you actually get your own place or did you move in with one of the guys? I, I moved in, uh, me and Kale Hulse, uh, I don't know if you remember that right-handed oh. D-man. Oh, yeah. Great. Baywatch. Uh, he was, 
he, he was, yeah, <laughs> he was, uh, he lived right beside me in the same apartment. And so he kind of took me under his wing and, and, uh, you know, we were roommates on the road the first couple of years and, and just kind of, you know, nap time is this time. It was all on his schedule. And, you know, when junior you're going to, you're going to math class at, you know, two 30, you're done at three 30, you're going right to the rink to play. Right. So it was, you kind of learn on the fly that way as well. You, you were kind of lucky with man, some of the markets that you played, right? You, you dive into Nashville as a pro and, you know, that's still kind of the early years as the Preds and the market's still finding its way. I mean, you look at it now and, you know, you look over the last 25 years, you know, Nashville in a lot of ways has kind of become Vegas East, right? On the Eastern seaboard in terms of, you know, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, you know, people love going. Um, and then you go into Philadelphia, which is, you know, one of the great hockey markets in the universe, right? But but two extremes, but you've been kind of fortunate to kind of experience the, you know, two absolute extremes, but two fantastic, like if there are two places to play hockey in, in America, I would say Nashville and Philly, check, check, right? Yeah, it was, you know, the first few years uh, they didn't know hockey at all. I'm not no. going to sugarcoat it and say they're the best fans down in Nashville, but they, they would cheer when you'd wind up for a slapper and you'd miss the net and they'd go around the glass and hit the stanchions <laughs> and they'd lo- like, oh, it made a lot of noise there. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it was wild in that respect. And then you go, you know, uh, to Philadelphia, it's like my first exhibition game. I'll never forget it. I'm walking off the you know you're trying to get your timing down you're in training camp you know meeting all the new new teammates and stuff and i'm going off through the tunnel and this guy leans over the tunnel and he go and he's like come on hartnell hit somebody let's go you (laughs) (laughs) i turn around and mike canoeville's there and and he goes get used to it kid he goes they don't let you slide in in this town so i was like oh you hold your caramel i love that too so that that was kind of the two opposites of uh, uh, two markets and, and, and Nashville's, you know, like you said, sure has changed a lot, man. It's, it's, a hey, and the music community now. really, and the music community really kind of got behind it too in Nashville, right? Like even, like even in those early days, like you kind of saw a lot of those, you know, country music superstars that were kind of coming out. Like now, obviously it's more an event, an event, event now. First year or that I was there. So that was year three of the predators. Our year end party was, uh, Vince Gill and Amy Grant, uh, they were, they were, uh, you know, together married and they came to our after party and, and Vince Gill was up there, you know, singing along and, and, uh, he's like, does anyone know my songs? And I'm a huge country guy. There's only one station in Lloydminster, Alberta with, uh, uh and it's, and it's country music. Right. Uh, yeah. so he's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, give me one more last chance. So he gets up there and he's like, give me one more last chance before you say we're through. And I, I was just up there jamming with him and uh, Amy Grant. So I was, um, that was pretty, pretty neat anyway. Awesome. Part your other stop and it always kind of gets shit on. I don't know if I, I probably asked you that on our golf trip, but how'd you like playing in Columbus? I loved it. Uh, I know it's you know, not was, Philadelphia and it's different, but yeah. yeah, you know, I was not, not that I was ready for, you know, a change. I uh, just in Philly, just things kind of got stale. Uh, Ron Hextall made it clear. I wasn't kind of uh, going to be a part of what they were. He wanted to do, you know, new GM came in and, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was psyched to go. Right. And, and I lived downtown, you know, right beside nationwide arena. And then I moved out to Dublin, Ohio on Mirfield village golf course. And, and I was like, man, this is, this is, all. I could raise a family here. And, uh, just such great communities. Uh, the fans were, you know, a little kooky when we, uh, we were winning too, which is always a, a, a great thing. But yeah, it does. You, you're right. It does get uh, shit on big time. Just everyone's like, I'm, not, I'm never going to play in Columbus. Heck, I said it. 
you know, when I was playing in Nashville, I'm like, I would never come here. And then you go there and you end up, uh, you end up loving it and, and just having a, having a great time. And, you know, one of those cities, I think when, when they do have a perennial, you know, team that gets in the playoffs and, and, and finally goes deep, deep, it's, it's going to be a, a pretty cool town to, to go to a hockey game. What's your best on ice memory? 1250 games. What's your favorite story? Best, best memory. Uh, probably the game, game seven comeback against Boston. Uh, when we were down Oh three against them, we, we were playing good. We were still losing games and, and, you know, we win one game, you're down three, one down three, two, three, three. And we get into, into game seven in Boston, which is like one of the coolest arenas as well. And bang, bang, bang. We're down three, nothing like eight minutes into that game. And it's, and we're like, man, we just, you know, we're on the, cusp of history and and then you know came jbr got one end of the first um i scored in in the second period danny b scored uh in the second period and then simone gagne finished it off and and it was it was kind of that was like we won our stanley cup and then you looked at the scoreboard at the scoreboard in the arena and pittsburgh and montreal had a game seven that night too and i'm like holy crap montreal's beaten pittsburgh we always had trouble against Sidney crosby and malkin and those guys they light us up big time and we're like montreal won like we're going to the finals boys right and then <laughs> we end up winning in five and and uh you know playing chicago and then we all know you know caner got the the ot winner there in game six but uh, that that whole run that was magical. My family was at a lot of games. Uh, I just got divorced, so I felt like I was a free a free man uh, under the old reign that was uh, dominating me. <laughs> so got out of the old regime. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I, I just was you know having a good time off the ice, a really good time off the ice, and and playing some of my best hockey there in the playoffs too. So that was awesome. You know, it's funny because, you know, typically history remembers the winners, right? And so that came, that, that came Taves and obviously the coming out party for the Hawks in that period. But man, I think a, a lot of people forget, Scotty, just how freaking good that Flyers group was that went to the really final. Good. Like you talk about, like you had a magic, you had a magical comeback, like not a lot of teams in the history of hockey have come back from down 03 and then to come back and win in seven games and to do it against Boston. But Pronger, Briere. Carter Richards in their absolute prime Claude Giroux coming out party for him. Like, you know, if all your goalies aren't hurt, I mean, it's probably, maybe it's a different story, but man, like how good was Chris Pronger with you guys still at that period too? Yeah. Right? We, like, we, call, we, back. yeah, we called him the beast just cause he, he just, you know, his long reach and he's, he could oh. uh, do everything. He got away with more, more on the ice from the referees than anyone else. I think that uh, I've ever seen play, play the hockey game. <laughs> he would slash me when he's in St. Louis, like, you know, just hacking me behind the legs in front of the net on the power play. I'm going down, no calls, right? <laughs> Nowadays <laughs> you, you touch some guy on the, on the shin pad, you're going, you're got a match penalty and you're suspended for five games. So uh, it's a little bit, a little bit different. He was awesome. Chemo teaming in, you know, Simone Gagne, yeah. we, we had a, uh, Billy Leno had an unbelievable playoffs, uh, with me and Danny B. So it was, it was a special group. You look back and you look at their lineup. It's like, you know, they had some really good young players as well. Patrick Sharp had a good playoffs, a good run there, Big but boss. yeah, it was like, yeah. man, how did we not win that? So it's, it's one of those, you know, things you look at, uh, at the end of uh, your career and, and you think you're going to get back the next year and you think you're going to, you know, it's so easy to get there. Cause it, you know, it seemed easy, right. Uh, with, with, the. Uh, win against Montreal in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals, but it's it's a it's a grind. It's a, the 82 games, the the playoffs, everything. You, you have to really run into some luck, 
but also have a really, really good team. It's a heck of a team off the ice too, huh? That's a pretty yeah. good lineup off the yeah. ice. Yeah, there was I heard well, a lot Carcel, of them be off. Yeah, <laughs> me, Richards, Carter. It was funny because all like it was basically like Richards and Carter and uh, Carcel. Like those guys were in the papers about partying and going out. And well, know, that was the whole dry time. island, right, Scotty? Yeah, like, yeah. The there was a few guys island. that didn't. A few guys that didn't go on that island. It was uh, me, Chemo, Richards, and Carter. And you know, you can't force someone to do something you you, you don't want to do, right? And uh, a couple weeks into that dry island, we're, we're at a, a club uh, called Recess, like after hours, and, and we're looking at some of the guys that were on dry island. We're like, whoa, 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 I'm telling on you tomorrow when we go to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so sure enough, uh, someone let the cat out of the bag. And, and uh, so we all had to, you know, fess up to it in, in front of everyone or the guys that were on the island had to, you know, put their hands up like you get sent to the principal's <laughs> office. So it was, uh, Laviolette did it. I think more to kind of, just I don't know. He just got into our team, right? Uh, we just fired John Stevens, so he's trying to, you know, get the guys to come together. And you know, I think you know, some guys did it, some guys didn't, some guys cheated on it. But it was it was a more of a fun thing than uh, you know, kind of trying to lay the smack down. But mm-hmm. yeah, we we definitely to go back to the off ice activities. Those guys always uh maybe got the bad rap where you know i'm just sliding in there just got divorced i'm going out with these guys just as much as they're going going out and my name was mentioned in the papers perfect that's the way to go all right last time i saw you uh obviously we went on that uh we went on that golf trip you me jake borchek and dorsett joined us um but i thought it was really you know you guys i haven't told you guys about it but you know, hearts paid for everything. I didn't really know exactly what was going on. Like I knew we were going, it was Jake's a thousandth game, but hearts, maybe just tell the story about how that came about. Cause I thought that was incredibly, a incredibly nice to include me a incredibly cool that you did that. Maybe just talk about how like that came about with Borchek doing it for you. And yeah. So that a little bit. Yeah. So to rewind, you know, a few years back, Kimo Timon and my best bud, he, uh, you know, I played with him in Nashville. We got traded to Philadelphia together. So I played, I think in every, almost every game with him right and he got a thousand games so i wrote him up a nice card or whatever and i said uh, you know i'm gonna get you an all expenses uh paid trip to dublin or uh, ireland and uh you pick a friend i'll pick a friend and and let's go golf for you know six seven days something like that and so i kind of i did we did that and then i parlayed that into my uh uh bachelor party to my second wife <laughs> so we went to uh uh iceland for like three four days so we were gone for a couple weeks and and uh liver wasn't the same after that trip but uh, and then so jakey i love playing with jakey as you know commie one of the best teammates one of the best human beings like like salt of the earth guy and uh he's not afraid to throw around some cash so he he got me a trip for my thousand game to go to uh paris france not, not as couples, but to go watch the French Open. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it, it was awesome. We saw the, the weekend, uh, the finals weekend of the women's final, men's final. It was, it was you know, to, to go there. And I'm a big tennis guy now, so that was pretty sweet. So uh, for Jakey's thousand game, I was like, well, let's go on a little golf trip. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pick you up in, in, a, in a PJ. So me and Kami. Uh, and Jakey and then Doris, Doris set kind of jumped on the back end. We were supposed to go to... Uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen in Columbus, but he got <laughs> he got he, he got COVID. So 
we kind of scrapped. Well, we didn't do anything that day. And then, yeah, we PJs down to Charleston, uh, South Carolina, nice hotel, nice dinners. Uh, you know, I told everyone to keep their wallets in their, in their pockets a couple late nights and, uh, you know, played the, the ocean course a couple times and, uh, just had a, a, a real, I, I thought it was a great trip. And then, you know, we PJed, <laughs> we PJed back to, to Philly here and, and then brought some of uh, Jake's old teammates over, over to our, my house here and, uh, had a bunch of, a bunch of beers as well. And just, just a, a great time, lots of great memories. And, uh, I think Jakey still owes me some money from that trip. Uh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does actually. <laughs> so you're, you're a, ten, you're a tennis guy now. So, you know, give me your, uh, I mean, we've just gone through the, the greatest golden age of men's tennis, right. With, you know, Federer, Djokovic, no, uh, you know, uh, you got Nadal in there as well. Like, who's who's your guy? Who, who, who I, you I, love, I love your... Nadal. Uh, well, my wife would m- probably make me say Federer, but Feds was just so classy. He's just so smooth out there. Uh, I just loved how Nadal would work on every single point. First point, you know, middle point of a match, you know, just the comebacks, the, the domination at Roland Garros. Uh, incredible. I, I'm not a huge fan of Joker. Just... Uh, just because I, I think he's a dink, but, uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, he's, 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 he'll, he'll go down as the best ever. I think just, but I think he, but he's uh, good. Pers- yeah. Personality wise. I don't think anyone uh, compared to, to Rafa or feds for sure. Well, you're yeah, wearing, but- I'm kind of in enemy territory right now, since we're off the hockey a little bit, you're wearing Phillies gear. I'm sitting here in Arizona. I know the Diamondbacks were all fired up. They had that five game winning streak, which came to a screeching halt. <laughs> yeah. in Philly. You've been going to a couple of games. I mean, I've, I've watched some of it on TV. Philadelphia looks insane. I mean, they're blasting the ball out of the hole. It seems like every other hit, it is a home run for the Phillies. How, how's it been going to the game? It, it's awesome. I took my son uh, uh, to a game last year. He's, it was like he's five years old, and he's he's sitting there jug- juggling his balls, you know, <laughs> uh, just like they do when they get a double. I'm like, oh, my God. I hope he doesn't do this at school. Don't do it at school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's 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 literally you don't like no matter what pitch it is everyone's standing the whole game right and everyone has nice comfortable seats that they could sit down and cheer but they're standing the whole game they're they're there a couple hours before at least they don't even they wait for the uh dancing on my own song every time they win it's it's one of the coolest things i've i've seen so it's 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 so awesome to be a part of it and you know for the flyers now and the eagles they almost won last year and and it's just like it's it's a just a great time to be a philadelphia sports fan but you know it's it doesn't even compare to any other i you know i've watched a bunch of games baseball games on tv and you know it's a, a you know three two count bottom of the ninth and not you know no and they need a hit and they're not even standing like they're yeah. just like oh he's gonna get out and i'm like jesus put put some effort behind your team there <laughs> <laughs> what now hearts what now how's life after hockey are you enjoying Good. it do you miss the game I I don't miss the training. I don't miss the, you know, the grind of practices, training camps, you know, get, you know, they're on game four right now. Like, Oh my God, we've got 78 <laughs> more to go. <laughs> I don't miss that part of it. But, you know, I talk a little bit on TV about the, the flyers, a little bit at the NHL network as well, which is, uh, which is fun. Kind of keep, you know, my head in the game a little bit and keep my name out there. But uh, I got three, three young kids, five, three and one. So I've been flipping diapers here for, for over five years and still still in the diaper mode but it's it's been awesome to to be at home for these uh you know young impressionable years that uh you know kind of being a dad and having fun with the kids so uh, i couldn't have timed it perfect on uh, my last nhl game 
was game seven in Nashville against Winnipeg in oh, uh, 2018. And a week later, uh, my son was born. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So it was, it was a nice little, yeah. uh, uh, I guess, career-ending gift, I guess. But it's been <laughs> a pretty spectacular uh, just, you know, how kind of things have worked out. So is your oldest on the ice? Time? Is he on the ice? Are you coaching she, or what? Uh, my oldest daughter, he said. Yeah. She's three. So she's, okay. I, I'm trying to get her to go out to, you know, just me and her and break my back when you're trying to hold the fingers and <laughs> come on, let's go. <laughs> the toughest period, right? The toughest oh, period on your it back. Is. It's, but once they get, once they get, I was, I was frustrated with my boy too. I'm like, come on, just skate, push and glide, push and glide. I'm like, God. <laughs> and, you know, once they get it, it's like, then they just, they're, they kind of just go like this, right? So he's at that point where he's uh, doing some learn to play here in, uh, in the Philly area and uh, absolutely loving it by the time this comes out i think it's going to probably be around halloween uh you mm. seem like a halloween guy to me are there any uh, halloween stories that come to mind or any parties that were good my uh, my uh, it might have been i think it was my first uh first year in nashville actually I, and i do love halloween i love the halloween team halloween parties like they were the absolutely the like yeah. off the hook they some people fun. went crazy some people were brutal <laughs> uh, yeah. But for me, I was we were at the the team one, so there was all management and and coaches and stuff like that there too. It was at it was at the Gaylord Entertainment Center now, the Bridgestone Arena, <laughs> and this guy in the scream mask, or you know, I didn't know it was a guy, could have been a girl, and and he's coming around and he's just like kind of like going in your face like this, not saying anything, <laughs> and you know, I'm watching him. He's going around to everybody, right? And so he comes up to me again. He's like looking at me like this. I'm like get the fuck out of my face i'm like i don't even know who you are and, and david poyle I, like, oh. I, like, oh. I was like okay i'm getting traded for sure now <laughs> so that wasn't uh that wasn't my finest moment but I, honestly it was, it was creeping me out and everyone else because everyone was talking about it so uh, one of the best costumes actually i've, I've heard was uh matt green uh, uh mike green from uh, la the big defenseman and he yeah. north dakota north dakota guy right north dakota, yeah, yeah. and he his uh his uh costume was a uh washroom attendant so he at the house party or whatever he stayed in the bathroom so all the girls and all the guys that came into the bathroom <laughs> he sat there with mints with condoms, with bubble gum, with hand towels, and he sat. He sat in there, and he got to talk to everyone because everyone came in there, and he just sat there. Was the washroom attendant for uh, two hours or three hours, whatever it was? I thought that was pretty, pretty unique. Oh, that's a good one. That's amazing. You never dressed up as a Riders fan, putting the watermelon on your head or anything like that. No, nothing, uh, nothing stupid like that. We got. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're doing family. We've done a family themed uh, Halloween here the last couple of years, and my son's into you know the Mario Kart, obviously mm-hmm. with the movie coming out, and Super Mario Bros. So I'm Luigi, he's Mario, and then uh, my wife and, and daughter are Princess Peach, and then uh, our baby is going to be Toad. So that'd be pretty, <laughs> pretty fun. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. guys. What a great Appreciate David Poyle story to go out on, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, veterans. Yeah. Stanley Cup prediction? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Vegas repeats again. I think they're, they've looked solid early. And really, I don't think there's any reason why they're not the favorites, right? Just like Tampa Bay, you know, won uh, two out of three, and they were in the final of the third year. So I, I think Vegas uh, – 
Uh, probably right now is my my team to team to beat. Right, so you, look like you, can still, you look like you can still play, man. So uh, thanks for doing this. And uh, please, anytime, uh, come on back. Maybe for the Christmas party edition. All right. Sounds <laughs> good. I'll get my best attire on. Go Phillies, <laughs> baby. Let's go. <laughs>